0: Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I wanted to share another uh, another thing that came out from my, my early morning prayer time with the Lord, um, as, we're, as we're talking about God and His supremacy, um, and there's some questions that were on the prompt that I thought were, were helpful, um, but I was, I'll be honest, that as I looked at them, I thought, you know, these are questions that are from the beginning, like when you first come to Christ, except if you don't completely grasp the concept of what it is you're looking at. I think, think what it says this the Lord, like the prompt was this the Lord wants to be supreme in my heart and the questions to ponder first is have I trusted in the grace of God and the shed blood of Christ on the cross to save me and I, I mean I would automatically absolutely say yes spending time in God's word, yes um, confessing sin, yes, praying regularly all these things you could sit there and say yes do I show compassion to others, uh, I want to become better at that, I want to always be better and I want to improve in those, and I want to improve in all these things But especially that first one, have I trusted in the grace of God and the shed blood of Christ on the cross to save me? And I would sit there and go, at salvation, the moment when I surrender my life to Christ, the Holy Spirit came upon me and I received his gift of salvation when I surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus. Of course, I trusted in the the blood of Jesus and the grace of God. But do I really grasp it? And so I remember I woke up uh, to start my prayer time at one, and I was just sitting, I sat down at my desk and I just started praying. And I said, God, I feel like I felt like I said something earlier uh, to someone that was that was kind of a it was kind of a pr- a proud moment or I was bragging, and I don't want that. I don't want to be bragging. I don't. And so I was like, God, I don't. I pray that I didn't do that, and I pray that I didn't mess up your plan. And I started thinking about um, Moses, and Moses didn't get to go into the Promised Land because he he didn't truly trust God. Um, you'll see David. I think it's in Second Samuel, around chapter 24 or something, where he wants to. He all of a sudden he he wants to count um, the people of Israel. He wants to take a census, and it kindled the anger of God that he would do that because David was going to place his trust in how many people of Israel there were, and in Judah rather than in God. And so there's little things someone can do that pride leads to, or and I was like, God, I don't ever want that to stop what you're doing in my life. I don't ever want that to stop what you're doing in and through our church and what you allow me to be part of. And so I just started, I started asking for forgiveness, but I don't, it didn't feel like I was approaching God as the loving God that he is, but rather one that I was trying to appease or was, or one who was really irritated with me. And so I just started, wait, I just waited on the Lord and Uh, Psalm 103, starting in verse 8, came to my mind. And so I wrote it down in my journal, and it says this, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, uh, which means to contend or to complain or to quarrel against, um, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. And so I looked up the phrase, slow to anger and it means patient. It means long-suffering. And then I I wrote this in my journal. I said, my view of God is often not slow to anger, especially with me. I think because I struggle with being patient, I don't picture you, and I'm speaking to God, I don't picture you patient with me. And then this is the verse that came to my mind Exodus chapter 20, verse 4. And it says, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any uh, uh, likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. And you may say, well, you're not making an idol. But if in my mind I'm picturing God incorrectly and I'm approaching him based upon my perception of what I created in my mind, am I not not approaching an idol? Because it's not really God. See, there's this quote by, by a guy by the name of Henry Russo. And he said this, God created man in his own image, and man being a gentleman returned the favor. So in other words, God created us us in his own image. Men and women, he created us in his image. And then we turned around and tried to create God in our own image, which is idolatry. We want God to be more like us, or do we? So if I struggle with patience, especially patience with myself, then when it comes to God and I approach him, I picture him as being impatient with me, and then he's just barely putting up with me. Even as long as I've been walking with the Lord, I felt like I had to confess before God, I don't know that I truly believe that you are long-suffering. I don't know that I truly believe that you are slow to anger, and I want to be. And this is the thought that popped in my head that I felt like the Lord was putting back on me. And I felt like this is what I wrote down. When you see me incorrectly, you approach me incorrectly. And friends, that hit me so hard. Friends, when we perceive and see God incorrectly, we approach him incorrectly. If God says that he's loving but we approach him as if he's not. If if we uh, if God says that he's slow to anger but we approach him if he's not. If we if we see that God is gracious but we approach him like he's not. If if we read in scripture that God is just or that God has wrath or shows wrath but we approach him like he doesn't or he isn't, then we're approaching him incorrectly. And so I just I just apologize. I said I'm so sorry because I felt like there was this form of quote-unquote idolatry that it wasn't something on my desk, and then giving all of my, all of my, uh, all of my value to him, or all of my worship to that thing, but I was approaching God based upon who He's not. The, the scriptures say that He is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That He's that it, it, then it means that He is slow to anger, and then when He's slow to anger, that means I believe that He's committed to the process of walking with us and getting through all of these things called life. And so, then the word grace came to my mind. So I looked it up in the Greek, and I just wanted to share some of what it meant. The first definition of grace: it's it's that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. And then when it talks about uh, another part, is that goodwill or loving kindness or favor. And then it said this as a definition of the merciful kindness by which God, uh, by uh, by which God, everything his holy influence upon souls, turns them to Christ. And then he says, keeps, strengthens, increases them in Christian faith, knowledge, and affection and kindles them to the exercise of the Christian virtues." So that means this, as I'm walking with the Lord and I miss the mark and I sin, or my motives aren't right, or I perceive God incorrectly and therefore I approach him incorrectly, there's grace that God is patient. He's long suffering with me. But the grace means he's he's working with me, he's strengthening me, he's increasing my faith, he's increasing my knowledge, he's increasing my affection, and he's kindling within me uh, this experience to grow in Christian virtue. That friends, we have to hold on to that. The grace of God is not just so that we can be saved. The grace of God is God continually doing his sanctifying work within us to make us more and more into the likeness of Jesus that we could truly experience abundant life and intimacy with our Creator. But it's all day, every day, a reliance upon grace. It's grace that allows me to confess before God, I don't know that I see you this way, and to trust that God is going to reveal Himself uh, in the ways that I don't see Him because He's true. He's truth. So even if I don't see it and I don't experience it, that's who God is. And so as as I went through that, this is the this is the thought that came to my mind, and I believe that was from the Lord, and I wrote, trust my grace. And then right after that, we are good. I still like you, my beloved. Now powerfully ask me so that you can witness my answering. And it brought me back to what prayer is. Guys, we're supposed to ask of the Lord. Ask, I mean, ask for big things. I just prayed for a person, a guy in a, who's part of our church community, when I asked him, I texted him, hey, how are you doing? He told me he's, he's been super sick. So I just texted him real quick, and I just I texted a prayer. I said, Father, you can heal if you want to. Would you, in the name of Jesus, heal him? And no joke, right after that, I said, how are you feeling? I always ask. And this is what he texted. He said, honestly, I do feel a bit better, and I'm not hacking my brains out anymore. And I thought, man, Praise the Lord. And for those that would sit there and go, Yeah, but that's coincidence, or maybe God on make us out before you prayed that. And I just sit and go, that's why your faith is so boring. I prayed, I just simply asked. And I believe that God answered. Now I've been asking God to take away this cow for me. And for some reason he has it. And so therefore I keep I keep asking the Lord. Um, and I keep going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. That my that in my weakness I'm strong because I'm reliant upon the grace of the grace and strength of God. But I'm just boasting in my weakness that God's power would be made manifest or evident through me as God has me teaching in camps and with our church community. So I'm just holding on to what it is that I believe God is still doing, even though his answer might be no, or at least wait. But as we pray, and this is one last thing that stood out to me, you should pray with this expectancy, but not entitlement. And here, I think there's a massive difference, and they're not the same thing. I wrote it in my journal journal. Like expectancy brings about humility and hope, and hope not like I hope so. I'm not quite sure if it's going to happen, but expectant hope. I know that God's going to come through because I have hope. God is going to make this happen. That's what the word hope actually is. But it's also humility before God. Like I don't deserve to ask you this, but I can ask because of what your because of what the Scriptures teach. You're going to answer everything yes that's according to your will, and those things that aren't, you're going to say no. But that's for my good. And so I can hold out for, ex- I can have expectancy when I pray, but entitlement, it's easy to shift into entitlement because entitlement is simply pride or it's arrogance, pride and arrogance. Think about it. If I pray to God and say, You're, I prayed this and therefore you must, guys, that's ex- that's not expectancy. That's That's entitlement. And entitlement should never be part of who we are, especially when we come before God in prayer. It should be something that we ask the Lord to rip entitlement completely out of our soul because it's always connected and rooted in pride. And God hates pride. And I hate pride. Guys, we should hate pride that builds up within us. And so we should pray with expectancy but never a sense of entitlement. Some may say, well, we are children of God. Yeah, but we're adopted into His family. Uh, there, There's grace involved in that. We would not be part of the family of God had it not been for the Father wooing us to Christ and the Holy Spirit convicting us of a sin so that we could receive the gift of salvation by submitting to the Lordship of Jesus and therefore becoming children of God according to John chapter 1. So friends, those are the things that stood out to me. Um, and I wanted to bless and challenge you with those um, because I just felt like it was so, it was so huge for me to come back to Psalm 103, 8 to 10. And let me just close with this. And let's hold on to this. Let's actually believe this to be true. That the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. Friends, love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon.